Welcome to this episode of Sunday Reprise, where we bring the church to you and deliver nothing but the truth. Brought to you by Maranatha Family Church International Ministries in Davao City, Philippines. We hope this message will bless you. Let's go. Okay, let's uh, begin with Revelation chapter 3. This is the the, uh, fifth church. Okay, last Sunday we discussed uh, four churches. So the messages of the Lord Jesus Christ to the four churches. Now, remember, uh, we told you last week that... uh, this message, the book of Revelation, which is the end game story written by God himself, uh, was communicated to the churches from the Lord Jesus Christ through John by an angel uh, with the purpose to what? To meet the needs of, of the Christians who were living at that time. Okay? And to reveal to the seven uh, seven churches, seven different types of churches, churches throughout history uh, to describe the problem or issues that could fit the church in any given time in history. So meaning to say, and, and also so that the church before and the church today could repent from those issues. Okay, so, um, okay, so again, this... Uh, these messages to the churches, all right? Um, of course, we, we said that uh, without doubt, the seven churches described in Revelation chapter 2 and chapter 3 are the seven literal literal churches at the time when the Apostle John was writing the book of Revelation. But although they were literal churches during John's time, the message given to them at that time also has a big uh, spiritual significance uh, to, to the church today, okay? So, uh, last uh, Sunday, we read verse 25 of chapter 2. It says, except to hold on to what you have until I come. So, meaning to say, the message of the Lord Jesus Christ is still in effect today, okay? Because he said, hold on to what you have until I come. Right, And also the word, whoever has ears to hear, whoever means whoever, so it applies to whoever. So it uh, not just for those who are living in those days, but whosoever the Spirit reveals it. Okay, Whosoever the Spirit enlightens, whosoever the Spirit regenerates to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. So it is for us Okay, also. So meaning to say, these messages makes it timeless, all right? And uh, as long as the church is here, it is operational, still in effect, uh, it's still uh, usable, it's uh, capable of being put to use, all right? Uh, or it, it is still fit for today, all right? Um, again, the church is one body. The body of Christ. So the church 2,000 years ago and the church today is one body. Okay, belonging to one, which is the body of Christ. So as long as the church is here, the message lives on. Amen? So because we are still part of that one church, the body of Christ, uh, whom he will deliver in the end, therefore the messages 
to the seven churches applies to us also today. In fact, last Sunday, uh, we discussed the issues that the Lord points to those four churches. Uh, of course, there was one that the Lord doesn't have an issue. Today, we're going to discuss another church that has no issue before God, and that's good. But uh, the thing is that uh, as we discuss those issues, we realize that those issues were not true only a long, long time ago or during their time, but those issues are true even today. And that is why we need to take heed because our goal for studying the book of Revelation is, for, is to prepare the church, okay, to prepare you for end-time events, to prepare you for the coming of Christ, to prepare your hearts, okay? So, guys, uh, I hope uh, you listen well and take it to heart. Everything that we're going to discuss, we're not going to skip the messages of the Lord to the seven churches because it's very important. It is for us. So, open your hearts and um, listen to the voice of the Spirit as we read through the Scriptures, okay? Let's pray. Lord, we ask your help, God, the Holy Spirit, that you would come and visit uh, everyone who are watching us right now online, wherever they are. Lord, speak to them. Because, Lord, we cannot speak to the hearts of men. We can only speak through their ears, but it is, Lord, only you can make us understand in our inner beings. So, Father, God, the Holy Spirit, have your way with us. Move and, 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 and Lord, plant your good seeds, the truth, Lord, so that we may live our lives according to your will. Speak to your church right now. Speak to your people right now. Use this message, oh God, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. So, I believe you're ready. Let's uh, read... Uh, Revelation chapter 3, beginning from verse 1. Now, this is to the church in Sardis. To the angel of the church in Sardis write, These are the words of him who holds the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your deeds. You have a reputation of being alive, but you're dead. Okay? Being, reputation of being alive, but you're dead. Verse 2 says, Wake up. Strengthen what remains and what is about to, to die. For I have found your deeds unfinished in the sight of my God. Verse 3, remember therefore what you have received and heard. Hold it fast and repent. But if you do not wake up, I will come like a thief and you will not know what at what time I will come to you. So it is very clear that uh, there is an analogy uh, that the church is asleep, right? So for the church in Sardis, uh, the Lord said, wake up, okay? If you do not wake up, I will come like a thief and you will not know at what time I will come to you. So, now let's continue. Verse 4, it says, Yet you have few people in Sardis who have not soiled their clothes. They will walk with me dressed in white, for they are worthy. 
The one who is victorious will, like them, be dressed in white. And it says, and the Lord said, I will never blot out the name of that person from the book of life. But will acknowledge that name before my father and his angels. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Wow. So this is uh, the summary uh, regarding the church in Sardis. Okay, church number five. The summary is that, okay, they have good works. That's, that's good. Okay, but the issue is that what is the issue for that specific church? Of course, hypocrisy. Okay? The Bible says, known for being alive but are dead. Okay? Hypocrisy. And also, partial obedience. They're good starters but does not complete what they started. Okay? Are you like that? Okay? No condemnation. Alright, uh, th there are Christians who are good uh, at the beginning, but they don't finish. Okay, so this is the type of church that are very good. You know, they, they, they're so on fire, they're there, and then later on, they're not there. <laughs> okay, and they obey God sometimes, or when they feel like obeying Him, like doing it, okay? But they don't really apply all that they have learned. Okay, for example, like the command to love God with all their hearts. Okay, we, we, we already know that the Lord commands us, okay, from the Old Testament to, to the Jewish people. That the Bible says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, strength, etc., etc. Okay, but with all our hearts means with all our hearts. So meaning to say, that means our love for God is above all, right? And the other thing is that uh, not all are doing it. Uh, what else? Example, loving our neighbors. Okay, do we love our neighbors as we love ourselves? Okay, or like, do we love our brethren like how the Lord Jesus Christ loves us? All right? So go ahead, examine yourselves. All right? <laughs> examine yourselves. Um, what else? Uh, the gathering of the saints, attending church, okay? Do you still, or do you want to attend church? Uh, do, we have the, do you still have the desire to gather as a church? Okay, that is a command, all right? Hebrews chapter 10, 24 to 25. Another thing, uh, forgiving our offenders. Okay, so we have to, um, you know, it, it's not, the, the point is not who's right and who's wrong. The point is, will you obey God? Will you obey God to forgive those who have done you wrong? Okay, so that is the, the, that is the test actually. It's not uh, who's right and who's wrong, who started uh, the, you know, who started the fight. But the issue is, will you forgive? Okay, so... That's the thing. I mean, God has given us His Word, His instructions, His commands, but are we applying them? Okay? We may be good at the beginning, okay? But then we don't finish because the moment we don't like what's going on and we don't want to respond, and then we leave. You know, it's so sad to, that in, in the church, when you counsel people, 
and then you make them realize that they need to apologize and they agree that they need to apologize but then later decide to leave the church because maybe they realize that they cannot humble themselves and apologize. You see, uh, I agree with Brother... Uh, uh, what's, I forgot this name. One of the reasons why people, you know, leave the church is a, a character issue, a character problem. You know, uh, they don't want to submit. They don't have, you know, etc., etc. So it, it has the, the problem, okay? The heart of the problem is the problem of the heart, okay? So let's continue. Um, and that is why the, uh, the church in Sardis were told that, you know, I, I, uh, it says in verse 2, it said, Wake up, strengthen what remains and is about to die, for I have found your deeds unfinished in the sight of my God. Therefore, he said, therefore what you have... Uh, uh, remember, therefore, what you have received and heard, hold it fast and repent. But if you do not wake up, welcome to etc. etc. So they were, you know, told to uh, to press on, okay, to finish what was entrusted to them, to finish uh, uh, their deeds, their their works, what they started. Okay, now uh, where are we? Um, okay, let's continue with the summary. Okay, another example is that. Uh, I believe uh, Christians of today have uh, failed, you know, to, to obey, to complete, you know. It's like uh, besides uh, forgiving our offenders is uh, the, the, the generosity, you know, the, the, the heart to give, you know. Uh, faithful, you know, be faithful in our giving. You know, even if it's pandemic, let's give unto the Lord. Let's let's support missions. Let's let's participate in what God is doing in the ministry because the ministry, the work of the Lord is not finished yet. Okay, so as part of the body of Christ, belong to a family. Let us support one another from the heart because what we're doing is we're supporting not just people or not us really, but the kingdom of God. So you have to consider. Uh, that uh, that uh, it is God who instituted the church, and it is the the, the honor, the ruler, uh, the founder, the president, the real overseer of the church is the Lord Himself. All right, so let's continue. Okay, another thing that we might be missing is the task. Or, you know, the, to fulfill the Great Commission. It's winning the lost. Are we still winning the lost? Are we sharing our, our, our testimony to, to our friends? Do we post uh, gospel messages in our social media? Do we reach out to our friends who need Jesus? So these are some of the things that, it, uh, that's, that we can see that it's very obvious or evident uh, there, there's a command in the Bible, the Great Commission, for us to, as disciples, to go and make disciples. And if we're not doing it, then we're like the church in Sardis, okay? Where, you know, our mission, our ministry, our work, our deeds are unfinished. All right? Another thing is making disciples. Go and what? Make disciples. Like also submission to authorities, loyalty to God. Okay, loyalty to your partner. 
okay, etc., uh, etc., et so, so on and so on. Okay, so the advice was for them to wake up and strengthen what remains that was about to die because the Lord said, I have not found your deeds complete in the sight of my God. Therefore, remember what you have received and heard and obey it and repent. Okay, obey it. All right, amen? Remember that. All right, so don't just be a good starter. Okay, be a good finisher. Amen. All right, so... Now the consequence, if uh, this church do not wake up, the Lord says, I will come like a thief and you will never know at what hour I will come against you. Whoa. So, where are we? The person, uh, if we respond, okay, we are promised with what? The person who conquers in this way, referring to Revelation 3 verse 4, will wear white clothes or throughout the Bible, white clean, white clothes refer to the righteous deeds of the saints. So that is symbolic, right? So every time you read that in the book of Revelation chapter 2 and 3, it pertains to the righteous acts of the saints, okay? White robes. So, of course, the, 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 there is also a literal white uh, robe, all right? So, but it also says, uh, for the church in Sardis, I will never erase his name from the book of life, and I will acknowledge his name in the presence of my father and his angels. Now, the promise for not blotting out their names has a basis, okay? Besides the fact that God is faithful, once you, you know, when He grants you salvation and you responded to, to the Lord Jesus Christ, to the saving grace of God, of course, when God gives us salvation, it meant forever, okay? Uh, but then there is a point here in this particular passage of Scripture, where the promise for not blotting out the names of his saints uh, is uh, has, okay, requirements. Uh, it has a basis, okay? It is a conditional. There are requirements that need to be met in order for them to be counted in this category uh, that, uh, of saints that, whose names will not be blotted out, okay? So in other words, it is conditional. Read verse 4 and 5. Again, 4 and 5 says, Yet you have few people in Sardis who have not soiled their clothes. It means they are not walking in ungodliness, okay? They are, you know, walking in righteousness. And, they, uh, and uh, it says, They will walk with me dressed in white, for they are worthy. The one who is victorious, like them, be dressed in white, and then I will never blot out the name of that person from the... So you have to understand the context from verse 4, not just that small phrase that says, I will never blot out the name of that person, okay? So, all right. So where are we? Um, amen. So the, the, the point is this, God is sovereign. Okay, God is remains sovereign even on Judgment Day. He has the power to retain or blot out anyone's name if He wants to, and we have no power to stop Him. <laughs> okay, therefore, my point again, besides that God is sovereign, 
my next point is that we should fear the Lord. If there is one that we should fear, it's God. Okay? Not man. Okay? Anything that man can induce, okay, any fear that man can, you know, uh, can induce is something that, you know, it's something that we don't need to fear. <laughs> Do not fear what the word fears. That's what Isaiah said. You know why? Because we should fear God over man. Okay? What can man do to you? Okay? But God can do anything. Okay? He can kill both the body and the soul. Alright? So, if you have to make a choice to, to, to uh, choose sides, you choose God's side. Always. Okay? Uh, now, uh, the next church... This is the, what? Church number six. Oh, almost there. This is the church in Philadelphia. To the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These are the words of him who is holy and true, who holds the key of David. What he opens, no one can shut, and what he shuts, no one can open. Verse 8 says, I know your deeds. Okay? So, our deeds, are they important to God? What we do? Yes. In fact, if you, if you try to understand, you know, the, the, the message of the Lord Jesus Christ to the churches, He will always say, I know your deeds. I see what you're doing. Meaning to say, the Lord is always monitoring our hearts. Okay? So you need to be very careful because if, you know, you might think, well, uh, the God does not care, you know, with what I do right now. No, 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 that's not true. God cares. You know, every thought that will pass through your mind, He knows and He cares about it. He wants to know the how you think, the way you think, and He, if He is in your mind, <laughs> if you think of Him. Now, that's very important, you know, because... If you love him, you will always think of him. You will remember him. All right? Right? Am I right or am I right? I'm right. I'm right. <laughs> so we have to be conscious that God is aware and he monitors our motive, you know, the way we think, what we see with our eyes, etc. Okay? That is why to the churches he said, I know your deeds. Verse 8 says, I know your deeds. See, I have placed before you an open door. Now, that's, this is very intriguing because the, the Lord says, I have placed before you an open door. You know, when we, uh, when we do uh, intercession and prayer, Lord, let there be an open door. You know, when we mention the word open door, it always means positive thing. Right? If it's a happy life, it's something good, something, something that will make you feel good and blessed and uh, abundance and, you know, things like that. But if you try to, you know, understand the context of this open door, the Lord said, I have placed before you an open door. So who, who gave them this open door? The Lord. What kind of open door? It says, an open door that no one can shut. It says, I know that you have little strength, yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. 
Okay? Wait, let me turn this off. <laughs> uh, there. Okay, so he said that uh, you have not denied my name. Verse 9, And I will make those who are synagogue of Satan who claim to be Jews, though they are not, but are liars. And I will make them come and fall down at your feet and acknowledge that I have loved you. Since you have kept my command and endure patiently, I will also keep you from the hour of trial that is going to come on the whole world to test the inhabitants of the earth. It says, verse 11, I'm coming soon. Hold on to what you have so that no one will take your crown. The one who is victorious, I will make a pillar in the temple of God. Never again will they leave it. And uh, I will write on them the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, Jerusalem, which is coming down out of heaven from my God. And I will also write on them my new name. Last verse uh, for Philadelphia, verse 13. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Okay, so as you can see, the church in Philadelphia, this is a summary. Their strength is that, you know, good works, though they have little strength, but they do what is right, and have kept his word. Meaning to say, this church is an obedient church, okay? They have kept his word and has not denied the Lord Jesus Christ. So what is the open door, okay? <laughs> Another thing. The Lord Jesus Christ himself do not have an issue with this church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No issue. Number four, the church, but the condition of the church is this. Good condition. In good condition. The Bible says they are obedient and loyal disciples. They remain, they abide in Christ. Okay, no matter what happens, they will not deny Jesus. All right? They never deny Jesus. Verse five, uh, verse five, number five, point five. A re um, the reward for abiding in obedience is the, the Lord says, because you have kept my command and endure. It says, I will keep you from the hour of testing that is coming to the world to test those who are living on the earth. Uh, God's advice or counsel, I'm coming soon, hold on to what you have so that no one takes your victor's crown, your crown. Okay, promised with a crown. <laughs> I will make the one who conquers who conquers a victory pillar, okay? In our world, it's like, what do you call that? Uh, there's a place in America where their names are on the floor. Memorial? Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, if you are famous, your name is uh, imp yeah, imprinted Hall on the fame. wall. Hall of Fame, right? <laughs> All right, so... That's right. So, something like that. Okay? So, you're going to be a victory pillar in that sanctuary of God or in the temple of God. Okay? You will live in His presence. And, you know, He says He will go out from there no more. I will write on Him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, etc., etc. So, we really don't know how this will really turn. I mean, you know, literally. Uh, but we know that it is something great, right? Uh, so, the, we have points to ponder or to compl 
contemplate concerning the, uh, the, the, the church in Philadelphia. Okay? Remember, he said, I have placed before you, what? An open door. Okay? If you try to understand, this open door is actually a trial. Okay? That they will face trials before the specific hour of trial to test uh, the inhabitants of the earth. Why, why, why is that? Because verse 8 says, let me read to you verse 8 again. So it says, I know your deeds. See, I have placed an open door. No one can shut. You have little strength, yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. So is that something positive? No, no, no. They, they, will, they, face, they will face trials and they face trials during their time. But then through it all, they never denied the Lord Jesus, right? So many you say they, 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 they had this trial, okay? And they, they, they have to make a choice, okay? If uh, they will be willing to go through the trial or deny Christ. But they did not deny Christ. They choose to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. And, says, and in verse 9, it says, I will make those who are uh, synagogue of Satan who claim to be Jews, though they are not, but are liars, I will make them come and fall down at your feet and acknowledge that I have loved you. Huh? What is the connection? You see, if you try to understand God is a God who vindicates, God is a just God, what you saw you reap, okay? So God is a God of restitution. So why would he do this to these people? And make them fall down at their feet and acknowledge that the Lord has loved them. Okay? Maybe because they were not Jews, they were not, they, they, they were Gentiles. And so maybe these guys uh, look down on them, but the Lord will cause them to acknowledge that the Lord loves them. So this, is not, this open door is unique, right? This is a trial. Okay, this is a testing of our faith that uh, we need to pass this test, friends. Uh, listen, let's uh, continue. So, meaning to say, it points to, it says that uh, they will be persecuted. Okay, they will be humiliated by people or they will be bullied by people. But they never disowned the Lord Jesus Christ. They never denied Jesus. They continued to, to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, the Lord said, I will vindicate you. I will make them fall down on their knees and acknowledge that I have loved you. Wow. Amen. So God is a God of restitution. He's uh, a just God. What we sow, we reap. Therefore, again, friends, fear God, okay? Please pay respect to God. You, you know, do not disrespect God, okay? That is foolish, okay? That's a stupid thing to do, to be dis disrespectful of God. It's stupid, friends. That is a stupidity, okay? Because one day you're going to face Him. How, how will you face the one who has full authority? And, 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 and you have you know, ridiculed him, you have mocked him, you have disrespected him while you were on earth. Our lives will be reviewed. 
how can you stand before his throne? That's why maybe you're afraid to read the book of Revelation. You don't, you don't want to read it. You don't want to hear about it. Because you know that you're not ready to stand before him. I'm ready. I wish you will come today. <laughs> I'm excited to see the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to say, Maranatha, Lord, fast track everything, Lord. I want to see you now. I'm ready. I'm ready. Are you? So this is why we're, we're discussing this. We want you to prepare now. We want you to hear the issues that the Lord Jesus Christ pointed to his church so that you will be awakened. Okay? By these words, by these messages to the seven churches, we hope, I pray, that this will shake you. Okay? I hope that this will bother you and, and, and cause you unbearable conviction so that, you know, so that you will change your ways and your doings, so that you will repent while there is time to repent. Now is the time, friends. Okay, now is the time. Tomorrow may be too late. You have to think and act and respond as up, okay? As soon as possible, immediately, all right? So here's the thing. Um, God is a God of restitution. Whatever you do, there is a price. You see, you are free to make choices, but you are not free, you know, to the consequence of the choice you make. So, I suggest, choose God, follow Him, obey the Lord Jesus Christ, obey His principles. Don't lean on your understandings. Lean not on your own understandings, but in all your ways, recognize Him, acknowledge Him, ask of Him, inquire of Him, and He will make your path straight amen all right so i hope that uh, message that insight that revelation okay impacted your heart right now don't miss it don't miss it while you have the time it's time to amend our ways and our doings all right so let's continue another point that i want you to reflect on or to chew on or to think over okay is that it says, uh, the Lord says, the Lord said, okay, to the Philadelphian church, he said, I will keep you from, or, all right, I will keep you, where is that again? I will also keep you from the hour of trial that is going to come on the whole world to test the inhabitants uh, of the earth. Okay, now, now. I understand there are different interpretations here about I will keep you from the tribulation. Now, it did not really say tribulation, but, um, you know, the it says, uh, where is that? Wait, wait. It says, I will keep you from the hour of trial. So there's a specific time for this trial. And what kind of trial? That is going to come on the whole world. 
to test the inhabitants of the earth. So this is a global thing, a test. Okay, so that's why uh, a lot of preachers and teachers and scholars uh, uh, refers this to uh, to uh, the tribulation. So now, now look, but there are uh, interpretations like escape from tribulation, like remove from the earth before the tribulation. Another interpretation, kept safe through the tribulation. Okay, kept safe through the tribulation. Another interpretation, security of the godly through the tribulation. So we have, you know, two things here. Uh, either it meant uh, that you will, have, you will have an escape or the Lord will remove you from this earth before the test, the, the specific test that will come to, the, to this planet. To the inhabitants to test those who are the inhabitants of the earth, or he will what? He will keep you safe through the tribulation, or the Lord will grant you protection and security, uh, safety through the tribulation. Okay, but the problem here is that it does not say uh, through the the tribulation, right? If I may read again, it says, verse 10, Since you have kept my command and endure patiently, I will also keep you from, from the hour of trial that is going to come on the whole earth, or on the, in the whole world to test the inhabitants. So, keep you from the trial, not keep you through the trial. You see? <laughs> Whatever version you will use, it says the same thing, from. It means say you are being removed from. You are be being taken away from this uh, designated specific trial that will come in, in the whole earth. Okay? All over the world. It's, it's the worldwide. Okay? To test those who are living on the earth. So, he will keep you from. Okay? Not through. So, anyway... It, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, the final, the final uh, interpretation belongs to the Lord. Okay. So, where are we? Where are we? So that's another thing that I want you to think over, to chew over. Okay. So. Okay. I will, will not uh, discuss further. N another thing. The, 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 the privilege of being taken out from, what is that again? From being, uh, uh, this privilege of being kept from the hour of trial, okay, uh, is also conditional, okay? Because this Philadelphian uh, congregation, okay, or, or the, this church is proven loyal to the Lord Jesus Christ. You have to read Verse 8 and verse 10. Okay, let's see that. Verse 8 says, I know your deeds. See, I have placed before you an open door. No one can shut. I know you have little strength. Yet, okay, listen to this. Yet you have kept my word. Okay, you're obedient. And have not denied my name. Meaning to say, you guys are loyal. Okay, are you loyal to God? Okay, hallelujah. I hope so. Um, and verse 10 says, since you have 
kept my command and endure patiently. So you see, endurance is part of our followership of the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? We, we have to continue to be, you know, we have to continue in Christ. Okay? Continue following Him till the end. Okay, so uh, next, what verse are we now? So, okay, so when uh, the Bible says they are uh, loyal, proven Christians, proven loyal to the Lord Jesus Christ, okay, so we also have this notion that they, you know, they won't betray, because they never betrayed the Lord Jesus Christ during their time of trial. Amen? Uh, so, so, again, do not join organizations that are contrary to your followership, to, to, to your devotion to Christ. Because, in, 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 because uh, there are many, you know, associations and institutions that are, that are anti-Christ. <laughs> okay? They, 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 they have teachings that is totally uh, a counterfeit to the teachings of Christ. Okay, so beware. Some are fraternities, okay? Beware of fraternities that counters the lordship and teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, best thing to know, to be discerning, how do you discern? Okay, which, if this is of the Lord and not of the Lord, you have to read the Bible. You have to be a disciple, learn the, the principles, the teachings of Christ, okay? So that you can identify, you can discern which is right and which is wrong before God. Because if you don't know the Bible, then you have no basis at all. So you have to read the Bible first. Then you will know if this group, okay, if this group honors God or not. If this group glorifies God or not. If this group hates God or not. Okay, if this group mocks God or not, if this group, okay, is uh, against God or not, so you have, uh, you have to be choosy, to be selective, in in allegiance, in in in, uh, in making connections, okay, because you may be a Christian, you may be a member of a a, a church, a Bible believing church, but at the same time you are also promoting or you are also supporting an organization that is against the Lord Jesus Christ. You may be supporting a group that is uh, fighting, okay, that is uh, against the gospel of Christ, you see? So if this group is against the gospel of Christ, better live. Better live. Because I tell you, you don't want to be part of it. You don't want to be a partaker or a participant. Okay? Or to, you don't want to partake of their sins. Do you understand that? Okay? You say, oh, I don't know that, they're, you know that they are against the Lord Jesus. No, it's your responsibility to know the group that you are, you know, th that you are trying to be part of. You need to know it because we will soon stand before God okay 
May the Lord find us blameless, spotless. May the Lord, you know, just like the, 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 the Philadelphian church where the Lord doesn't have an issue. Or like the, uh, what is the other church? Um, Smyrna, the church number two. Okay, where the Lord doesn't have an issue in Revelation chapter 2. So now, let's go back to Revelation chapter 3. Amen? So, be careful. Okay, be careful. Uh, another thing, be careful. Alright? There is a high price to pay for this loyalty to Christ. And we cannot mock God. <laughs> what you saw, you read. Last church. This is the seventh church. To the church in Laodicea. To the angel of the church in Laodicea, right? These are the words of the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the ruler of God's creation. I know your deeds. Again, okay? The Lord says, I know your deeds. Meaning, he is concerned with what we do, with our motives. God is constantly monitoring our hearts, okay? And our actions. God cares. Okay, verse 15, it says, I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. Whoa, 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 whoa. I wish you were either one or the other. Verse 16, So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I am about to spit you out of my mouth. You say, verse 17, you say, I am rich. I have acquired wealth and do not need a thing. But you do not realize that you are a wretch, okay, or, or miserable, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. Now, these are all symbolic. Now, verse 18 says, I counsel you. To buy from me gold refined in fire. So you can become rich. And buy from me white clothes to wear. So you can cover your shameful nakedness. And salve. Or you can buy from me salve to put on your eyes. So you can see. Salve means ointment. So it's an ointment for the eye. Um... Okay, so verse 19 says, Those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline. So be earnest and repent. Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. Now, this is unique. And actually, this is deep. No, the Lord says, Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person that, and they with me. Verse 21, To the one who is victorious, I will give the right to sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat down with my father on his throne. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Now, I don't know why this uh, this is arranged this way, and this is the seventh church. 
but I believe uh, there is a reason why uh, Ludicia was the last to mention in, in this uh, letter to the churches. But, uh, okay, um, last Sunday I emphasized the issue of the first church, Ephesus, the church that had uh, forsaken their first love. Uh, today I want to uh, emphasize the issue of the last church. Okay, last week the first church, today the last church. Why? I want to emphasize the issue of the last church, Ludicia, about what? The lukewarm Christians, the lukewarm <laughs> congregation. So how do you know you are lukewarm? Now this is very important. We have, you know, as we study this, let us examine ourselves. Let us try to reflect on the messages to the churches and try to, you know, uh, examine our lives, you know. Where do we fit in these churches? Okay, so you can claim that you are on fire for Jesus. Oh, I am on fire for Jesus. You know, I, I preach the gospel. I do this. I, uh, you know, people will see you so alive. You know, remember the church, uh, what church is that? Uh, Sardis. You have a reputation of being alive, but you're dead. You see, there are people who are making the, it up. You know, they can, <laughs> they can show the world that they're okay, but inwardly, they're not. So you cannot fake it. You cannot, you know, fake your real con condition before God. God knows. So my point here, friends, is that in Lodisha, Christians were lukewarm. And uh, today, you can claim you are on fire, Oh, but wait until we finish explaining this portion, okay? Because this might convince you that even if you are uh, blessed financially, you, you think you are, you are so active in the ministry, but, you, you know, you can be lukewarm. <laughs> that may be the final state of your heart, being lukewarm. You're doing a lot of things, but lukewarm. So listen, okay? Being lukewarm has nothing to do with the uh, with bodily temperature. Like, you know, when we go to the mall, they check your temperature. <laughs> you know, they have this digital apparatus where they they can tell your your temperature. You know? But th that is not the point here of being lukewarm, okay? Because we can be an active Christian, but at the same time, spiritually lukewarm okay you can be on fire so zealous for the lord outwardly but inside but lukewarm inside all right so how do we know that we are lukewarm spiritually okay now verses 17 and 18 describes how they see themselves how this Lodician. uh Ludician uh, congregation see themselves and what they lack or what they need to do, okay, what they need to act upon or, or how to respond, and the reasons. It states the reason for being lukewarm. So we need to study that. Amen? Right, I hope you're excited. So let's read the verse 17 again. It says, You say, I am rich. I have acquired wealth 
and do not need a thing. And then the rebuke followed. It says, the Lord said, but you do not realize that you are wretch, pitiful, pitiful, poor, blind, naked. And then he counseled them to buy from him. Okay. A lot of this, uh, you know, the, the, the way it was constructed, this, the, I mean, the, the way God communicated to, to this church has something to do with their culture, with their psychology, with their mindset, how they think, how they do business. Okay, that's why he said, buy from me. Because these people are good merchandisers. <laughs> okay, they, they're, they're good traders. They're, the, they're good in, in business. And I'm not, I'm not saying this is for the business people in the church or the rich people. It's not like that. Wait. Okay, let, let me first finish. Uh, okay, so it says, verse 16 so because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I am about to speak to you out of my So how do we qualify or quantify the word lukewarm, being lukewarm, lukewarmness, whatever? So the Lord mentioned in verse 17, you say. Okay, so this is how, okay? This is, this is, this is the basis, okay? He said, you say. Verse 17, you say, I am rich. Okay, I am rich. That's big deal. You know why? Let me explain. Verse 17, the Lord said, you say, I am rich. I have acquired wealth and do not need the thing. Wow. <laughs> and then the Lord said, but you do not realize that you're rich. So the issue of being lukewarm has something to do with the motive. Okay? The Lord says, you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold. And then, he men the Lord mentioned this. You say, or you say in your heart, you say, I am rich, I have acquired wealth for myself, or I have acquired wealth and do not need a thing. And then, the Lord rebukes them, but you're blind. Okay? You're pitiful. You're naked. You're wretch. So it's, it's like God was, the Lord Jesus Christ was countering, you know. He was like uh, uh, correcting, okay. The, 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 the part where they said they are rich, but the Lord said, you're poor, okay. They said, I am rich, but the Lord says, no, you're poor. <laughs> Do you get it? So, so the, here's a tug of war, okay. They think they're rich, but God says, no, you're not rich, you're poor. Okay, that mindset has made you lukewarm. Okay, that's the point here, my friend. So let, let me uh, continue. Uh, verse 17, so they said, I am rich, but God said, no, no. You said you're rich, uh, you have acquired wealth. And do not need a thing, but you do not realize you're, you're, you're rich, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. So, that's how they see themselves, friends. And, and because, because of that, they are, they, they are, their hearts are far from God. The Lord is not the main 
treasure. It's, it's, it's not, what's that? The Bible says, where your treasure is, your heart will be there also. Something like that. It's not God who is, you know, okay, I wrote something. It says, they see themselves as, or they give an impression. Verse 17. Okay, I am rephrasing verse 17. They see themselves as rich or they give an impression that they are rich and self-sufficient. So this is about what? It is pride of getting rich by their own effort and the sense of self-sufficiency that they do not need anything or they don't need any help. Okay, like I have become rich by my own effort, that's why I have all I need. Okay, so it's about themselves and their achievements, no longer about God. Because they measure or gauge God's approval by monetary terms. Okay, so even today, friends, a lot of people think that their wealth, their blessings... You know, their wealth is a proof that God's anointing is with them. I, you know, there are preachers who preach that way. You know, they, they preach with gold, a lot of heavy, precious, you know, things in their ha uh, fingers and in their neck. And, you know, it's, it's extravagant lifestyle and, and, and they have all of these things and to show people that God has blessed them and it's the it's the it's a proof that the Lord's anointing is on them. <laughs> Be very careful friends because uh, God's call and anointing does not depend on material things. Yeah. Okay? So guys um be careful because many Christians believe that the sign of true Christianity is by the abundance of what they have, the abundance of material things. I know that because I heard some before, you know. So don't be attracted by what they show you because that is never the basis for true riches in Christ. Amen? And... Um, Hallelujah. But you see, when you are blessed materially, financially, it doesn't mean you, are, you have this issue. No. Because God can bless us. Spiritually, financially, God can bless us. Yes. But, you know, the motive, if your motive is that your basis for God's love, uh, for, uh, that God loves you, is, is the blessings that He gives you then that is not the right thing. You know, it's not correct. So uh, the, the point is that uh, that should not be our basis for God's uh, anointing, for God's blessings, for God's approval. It's, it should not be the material things of this world. Amen? Because there are churches, they were not blessed, they were poor financially, but God loves them. But God cares for them. They they, 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 what church was? I think that's Smyrna. No, no, the last Sunday. This church was not rich, you know. Let, let me see that. Uh, yeah, the second church, the church that has no issue. <laughs> you know, they are acquainted to suffering 
and at the same time ready and willing to suffer and be persecuted for Christ. Remember that. They were poor. The Lord knows. Okay? But that doesn't mean they are not rich in God. They were poor. They were acquainted with suffering. They went through it and they overcame. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And God is so proud of them. You read the church number two. Review that last Sunday. So, so uh, the, our material blessings should not be the basis for God's approval, for God's anointing in our lives. Amen? Uh, let's go back. Uh, Ludisha, Ludisha, Ludisha. Okay, so, uh, so the, the, and remember this. If you think you are blessed by God financially, if you think you have a work and then you have, you know, Food, abundant food, abundant everything. But you're not helping the kingdom of God. You're not faithful with your giving. Then be afraid. Because, why is that? Because God, you know, is the source of blessings. Yes. And, you know, He gave us entrustments. But at the same time, to whom much is given, much is required. One day we will stand before the Bhima judgment. And then, you know, our lives will be reviewed. And God will check our motives. And before everyone, you know, that's why I always say, don't worry about what people argue in the, in the world today. Because there will come a time. John Bavir said, everything will be revealed in time. <laughs> so, what is important now is that we fear God. Okay? So, going back, okay, and then the Lord told them, buy from me three things. What are those things? Gold, white clothing, and ointment or salve. Because in Ludisha, it was said that, you know, um, they had a famous medical school where a Prigian powder was used to make eye salve or ointment. And that is why they, during that time, uh, you know, so to use this uh, as an, uh, to illustrate, you know, as an example, you know, during their time, the people long ago, they understood what this really meant. Because for them, this uh, ointment, okay, this uh, eye Salve is was healing balm was uh, really important, okay. And and so the Lord says, okay, why did God says buy from me? Because the people in Ludisha, they measure everything in monetary terms, okay. They measure everything in monetary terms. Meaning, say if you don't buy it, if it doesn't have a price, then it isn't worth anything okay <laughs> that's their thinking all right so how much is this how much is that how much did you buy this thing if you don't have a price for it that's worth nothing so everything in your house must be with comes with a price so if they come to you say oh how much is that how much is so they say oh this is oh wow wow you know they appreciate value you know they appreciate the <laughs> because 
they measure everything in monetary terms. So if you don't, uh, 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 so many say their wealth defines their worth. Okay, their wealth defines their worth. That's why it is a, it, it's prideful to to say I am rich and I don't need anything. <laughs> That's why the Lord said. The Lord mentioned this. You said, you say, you are rich, but you are poor. Okay, so do you understand the logic in that part? Okay, now, their wealth defines their worth, that their value coincides or uh, that must correspond to their acquired wealth. So the more you have, the more valuable you are in the community. Or, you know, you feel superior, maybe. Uh, and, and, that, and that is what they pursue. That's why they pursue money, gold, more than God. So, so you see the, which they prioritize, you know, which has more value to them? Hallelujah. But are they believers? Do, do they believe in God? Yeah. They acknowledge God? That's why they are neither hot nor cold. Because they come, yes, they, they are church people. They belong to the congregation in Ludisha. They are, Christ, they, they are followers of God. But at the same time, followers of themselves. Okay? Um, and that's why the Lord said, so they were counseled by God to buy from him because that is their language, okay? That is how, you know, the best way for them to understand what God wants from them. Buy from me, buy from me. Because for them, you know, if it's not bought, there, there is no value. So you have to buy it. So the Lord said, okay, buy from me. But actually, it's for free. <laughs> Righteousness is free. <laughs> All right? Amen? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, meaning, all right. Okay, so the Lord told them to buy what? Counsel them to buy or get gold, which is uh, to get true riches from God or place their worth in God, not in what they acquire. All right? Next, to buy from God white Clothing, white clothes, symbolic of what? Again, righteousness. Okay, that they need His righteousness. Amen? So, righteousness is imputed to us through the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not by good works. You cannot earn it. Okay? Uh, our righteous acts are like filthy rugs before God because it's not complete before Him. You see, Jesus, through Jesus, if, if you give your life to Jesus, he will make you righteous. You are, you are made righteous through the blood of Jesus because Jesus paid our sins in the cross. So if you commit your life to Jesus, if you come under his lordship and acknowledge that Jesus is Lord, acknowledge that Jesus is the only Lord and Savior of your life, then you can avail, you become a benefactor of forgiveness and eternal life. Okay? So, guys, let's go back to our topic. So, uh, the Lord was telling them, number two, you need to buy from me uh, white clothes, okay? Or this is a symbol of Christ's righteousness and that they need to walk in righteousness. 
Number three, that they need to buy from him. Okay, remember, this is the way they can understand things. Okay, the, 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 their, their way of lifestyle. Okay, way of living. You know, the business, business way, business thing. So buy from God eye ointment or ask God to heal our spiritual blindness so we can see. So when you say spiritually blind, when you say you're ignorant, <laughs> that's ignorance, okay? Meaning, they see their worth and success through the material things or through earthly things they acquire. Therefore, the Lord Jesus counseled them to buy from him, what? Three things. Because only Jesus, only he can give true riches, make us righteous, and heal our spiritual blindness or ignorance. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, guys, Mark chapter 4, if you read from verse 13 all the way to verse 20, this is about the parable of the sower. But for time's sake, I will only read to you verse 18 and 19. Okay, this is the third, um, the third uh, place, soil. Uh, what do you call this? Uh, it's a parable of the sower, okay? So some seeds are, are planted in the uh, pathway, okay, in the road or in the rocky places. Uh, and then this one is uh, among the thorns. It's a thorny place, okay? So verse 18 says, Still others, like seeds sown among the thorns, hear the word, okay? Verse 19, But the worries of this life, and the deceitfulness of wealth and the desires for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. So you see the connection with Revelation chapter 3, you know, why, why the, the congregation and Ludisha were blinded by their, you know, personal, you know, riches, you know, <laughs> their worldly wealth, the, the things that they acquired, etc., uh, etc. Et and then how these things, you know, can make one unfruitful uh, because now, you know, you can be very busy and forget to be busy for God. <laughs> Because your your energy and your focus is on the things you want to acquire. Like, I want to be a millionaire. I want to be a billionaire. I want to be... There's nothing wrong about that for as long as. If God will bless you, you have an, this open door, you know, you don't forget the source. God is the one who gives you the ability to, to produce wealth and that you are given much. So much is required. You're given much so you can bless more people. You're given much so you can be, you can feed more hungry, uh, okay, the, the hungry and and etc. etc. You can help in the work of the Lord. You see, too much is given, much is required. So that's the thing, friends. So if you want to be a millionaire, and, and maybe you're very busy, you don't have time for ministry, at least you support the, the work of the Lord, you support missions, you support missionaries. You know why? Because if you do that, you are part of what they're doing in the field. Amen? You may be 
in your office but at the same time you know you 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 are a partaker you are a participant in the mission field in the vineyard because you have supported the laborers in god's vineyard amen so that's it uh you have to be wise friends let's be wise um that's why uh, many of those who are after material things they lack passion for the things of god because they get diverted right so verse 18 says the deceitfulness of wealth and the desires for other things come in and choke the word making it what unfruitful so they you know maybe and maybe it's possible that you know a lot of those christians who are so that's why the bible says you know use money not love money you see the 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 love of money is the root of all evil it's not money but the love of money money is not evil but the love of money is the root of all evil okay so so if you love money more than god that's the problem right here okay you love money more than god wow that's an issue okay don't be a lukewarm christian friends you should love god more than money more than the the other things in this life more than worldly wealth you should love god more than all of those things more than wealth more than life more than fame more than anything because if you don't love god more than those things then you can be considered as lukewarm all right so let's continue okay because we don't want you guys we don't want you to to you know to be passionless for the kingdom of god we don't want you to be passive christians we want you to get involved amen get involved hallelujah and we don't want the word of god choke in you that you cannot bear fruit anymore that it cannot bear fruit in you anymore we want the word of god grow in you resulting to souls okay resulting to eternal life hallelujah all right so thus we can say that a lukewarm christian is someone who is more concerned about his about her desire for other things okay for material things like getting rich in this world than his or her devotion to do the will of god so what is important to you guys the will of god or your personal agenda okay lukewarm christians ov obviously live for themselves so now we are you know we are giving you clearer uh clearer vision or picture uh, a better picture of what a lukewarm christian looks like okay it says lukewarm christians obviously live for who, who for themselves according to their personal agenda or according to their preference rather than pleasing god okay so they are selfish and unfruitful now that's a hard word brother armon that's a hard word yeah 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 i know it is but if i can find a word okay heavier than the word selfish i will use it okay <laughs> because i want 
to shake your sleeping spirit, friends. If this is you, which I hope that, you know, this won't be you, but if this is you, okay, if you can see this, if you, you know, if you, you, you feel that this scripture is talking about you, better repent now. Better repent. Okay? Because the, the truth is, either you're living for God, okay, or, you know, or for yourself. Who do you prioritize? Are you still serving God? Are you following His will? Are you, is your life uh, pleasing to God? Do you glorify Him with your life right now? So if you can connect and identify with the church in Ludicia, with the congregation in Ludicia, friends, God is calling you today to repent. God is counseling you today to make Him your true riches, your true wealth. That God must be above all, greater than everything, above all else, must be God. That you, you, that you love God more than, you know, with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your spirit. With more than wealth, more than the things of this world, more than fame, more than reputation. Friends, don't be a lukewarm Christian. Do, do what is right. The Bible says, seek ye first what? The kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all of these things will be added unto you. Yeah. Okay, but, but lukewarm Christians will seek the world first. It's reverse, right? So you have to understand if you think you are living your life, okay, you're living your life according to your personal agenda. You know, you just want to travel the world and, and, and do things, do, do the way you want it. Oh, man, I fear for you. I fear for you. I totally fear for you. If you don't feel the, 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 the Holy Spirit you know, if, if you don't feel, you know, you don't hear his conviction in you. You, you don't know when he is hurt or, or not. Or, then maybe you're just living your life for yourself. Maybe you, you have become calloused and not, you're not able to hear from him anymore. You, you don't know and you don't care anymore. And I believe that this is not a coincidence that you are watching this and you're listening right now. I believe God wants you to hear this. Because God loves you and He is calling you right now to be on your knees and repent and say, God, I repent from living my life my way. Lord, I have sinned against you. I have offended you. By doing my will and not yours. By, by, by living my dreams and not yours. Because you know what, friends? Our life on earth is short. What, what can you gain? Even if you gain the whole world and if you lose your, your soul, what's the point, right? So even, you know, the, 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 the lifespan that we live on earth 
is good as nothing. Because it will go back to zero the moment you die. It's zero. It's like living in zero time, said John Bevere. Okay? Because the real time, eternity will start in the next life. What will it be? Where will you be in the next life? That's another question right there. So make sure that you are saved right now. I tell you, Kier Cameron said, there is nothing more important than your eternal salvation. And then once you are saved, you, you, you give your life to Jesus, make him your Lord. When you say Jesus is my Lord and Savior, meaning to say you are following him. Your life does not belong to you anymore because he redeemed you. He bought you with a price in the cross. Therefore, you are not on your own. Okay? Someone purchased us, redeemed us. Okay? So, we must understand that He released us or freed us from the bondage of sin so that we can become a, 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 what? a slave to righteousness. No longer slaves to sin, but now a slave to righteousness. So if you, if you claim to be a Christian, but you're not living right with God, something is wrong. That is a person who is lukewarm before God. Someone who claims to know God, but at the same time, God is not God in their lives. If God is God to you, then God should be God to you. But if God is just a, a, a word of mouth to you, and then the real God is you to you, then that's the problem. Then we can say that you are a lukewarm Christian because it is not God who is leading you, but you leading you. When you stand before God, can you save yourself? That's another question. So I want you to think about what we discussed today, friends. Because being lukewarm as a Christian is something that is, uh, it's a life that is apart from the will of God. Are you doing the will of God? Are you in line with God's will right now? Are you fulfilling the will of God right now? Because if not, then you are in a wrong direction. Okay? Get right with God, friends. Come on. Get right with God now. Be on your knees and, and ask God, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me, Lord, because I am wasting my time on earth right now. Don't waste your time, friends. Your clock, our clock is ticking. Okay? And, 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 and if, it's a waste of time. If we live our lives for our personal, according to our personal agenda, glorify God right now. Because one day, we will all end up before Him. He said, I am the first and the last. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Well, by the way, that will be for the last part of our series. Okay? So, guys, the messages to the seven churches, very important. 
take heed. And this is the last church. Maybe this issue is talking about you. And, and you know what? This life, uh, the, uh, being lukewarm, being a lukewarm Christian, you know, I mean, the, the definition that we gave about being lukewarm in the Lord is uh, de described, better described in a song. And the song that defines it well is like the Frank Sinatra's song entitled My Way. You know, you know that song? It's it's very famous song. Well, um, I'd like to sing some parts of the song. Um, I, I, I do not claim that I, I can sing it well because I don't sing this song because I don't agree with the song, okay? First of all, don't get me wrong, singing this song, I'll do it for the sake of those who are listening because I want you to understand that it is well defined in this song. What is defined in this song? What is described in this song? A lifestyle apart from God. Okay? Not doing God's will. This is the song. Okay? It says, And now the end is near And so I face the final curtain Oh, it's like Judgment Day. My friend, I'll say it clear. I'll state my case, of which I'm certain. Mm -hmm. I've lived a life that's full. I travel each. And every highway and more, much more than this. I did it my way. You see? <laughs> Doing things his way. It goes on to say, Regrets, I've had a few, But then again, Too few to mention. I did what I had to do, And saw it through without exemption. I planned its charted course, each careful step. Am I singing it right? <laughs> what? Step along the byway and more, much more than this. Okay, more than this, you said? I did it my way. <laughs> yes, there were times I'm sure you knew when I bit more than I could chew, but through it all, when there was doubt, I ate it up and spit it out. I faced it all, and I stood tall. Wow, very prideful. And did it my way. And it says, I've loved, I've laughed and cried, I've had my fill, my share of losing. Okay. And now, as tears subside, I find it all so amusing <laughs> to think I did it all. I, I did all that 
And may I say, not in a shy way, meaning to say, he was proud that he did it his way, right? Oh no, oh no, not me, I did it my way. So he was not shy about it, okay? <laughs> He's bragging about it, that he did it his way. So this is what we meant by lukewarm Christians, you know? And he, you as a Christian and you love to sing this song, come on, man. Okay, anyway, let's just continue with the song. It says, <clears throat> For what is a man? What has he got? If not himself, then he has not, then he has nothing. So you see, it's, it's focused on him, okay? No God but him. And say, to say the things he truly feels and not the words of one who kneels. The record shows I took the blows and did it my way. <laughs> okay, I don't want to sing it uh, nice, but here's the thing. <clears throat> when the song, when the lyric says, uh, to say the things he truly feels and not the words of one who kneels. Not the words of one who kneels, which means not words of one who humbles himself. So there is no humility in a sense. Okay? And it says, the record shows I took the blows. Okay? He did it anyway. And how did he do it? He said, I did it my way. Whew! So guys, living our lives apart from God is the worst thing in this life. It is really stupidity. You know why? Because judgment day is coming. It is coming. And, 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 and that is why I want you to take heed. So my question now is, are you that person described in this song? Do you, do you fit in the message of this song? Are you living your life for yourself? Who is God to you? Is He God or not? Or do you acknowledge Him as God, but you follow your own desires? Guys, there's still time. I hope you will consider this message. And, and if this is you, if this is talking about you, then I hope that you would repent from living your life the way you want it. I hope you will repent and live your life and start to live your life for God. You can start over, okay? With the Lord, you can start over. He loves you. Don't worry. So I hope that you would return to God and pursue His will. Pursue God, okay, more than the things of this world, okay? So that the Lord will know that you are really zealous or on fire for Him, okay? That you love Him above anything in this world, okay? So, guys, um, I, I, I pray that uh, the message will continue to minister to your hearts even after this online service, I pray that it will sink in and that 
you know, the Lord will remind you of this message every minute of the day so that you will, you know, talk to God. Whatever you do, talk to God. Remember Him. Because He's listening. He's just waiting. You know, He loves you. You know, the most ignored person in the whole universe is the Holy Spirit. He is here with us. If you think you're a real person, He is more real than us because, you know, through Him we were created. So, we, we may not see Him with our biological eyes, but He is real. So, guys, friends, family, we love you. We love you. Let's pray. Father in heaven, there's so much to say about this topic. But it is only you who can turn our hearts back to you. Father, I pray that those who've lost their first love, those who have abandoned their faith, Lord, those who are discouraged, those who have, you know, the those who lost their their hope there lord i pray that lord you would encourage them that you would you know bring back the fire the holy fire bring back the zeal for god that lord we pray for revival and awakening deep in their hearts stir up a hunger in us oh god Stir up a hunger. Because Lord, without you, God, the Holy Spirit, there's nothing we can do. We have no righteousness in ourselves. Only you can grant righteousness. Only you can make us holy. Only you can cause us to walk according to your ways and be pleasing to your sight. So God, the Holy Spirit, we don't want to be independent of you. We want to become dependent on you. Teach us, Lord, how to become dependent on you. Not to trust in our own understanding. Not to depend in our own strength, Lord. Because, Lord, we don't want to be called lukewarm Christians. Lord, I ask, Lord, that many more people will hear this message and be reminded and, and be corrected and, and that they would return to you, especially those Christians who have somehow drifted away because of the, the distractions that the world has caused us even through this time of pandemic where the church cannot really meet like before. Father, touch our lives. Father, thank you for your anointing. Thank you for your blessing. Thank you for using us as your conduit, as your vessels of honor. Lord, thank you. Continue to use us. Protect your people. Bless your people. Thank you for answering our prayers. Lord, and thank you that you listen to us. And now the Lord bless you and keep you. 
The Lord makes His face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up the light of His countenance upon you and give you His peace, both now and forevermore. And all of God's people say, Amen and Amen. Okay, guys, thank you for joining us today. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for joining us. Keep in touch with us via Facebook by going to facebook.com slash mfcdvo or search for Maranatha Family Church Davao on Facebook where we also stream our church services. Again, that's facebook.com slash mfcdvo. God bless.